As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews-Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey guys. Welcome back to the show. This is Nikayla coming to you live in a Facebook and Instagram live podcast. And I want you guys to see how it all goes down by doing a my final episode of the year live. So thank you guys for joining me and sharing in this experience. Now, this week last year was my last week of work. I'd given in my notice and I had quit. And my last day would be Friday. And I can't believe a whole year has gone by already. And it may seem that everything's all sweet, you know, because um, everyone, like everyone else, who wants to post negative stuff? So I'm usually only posting the good stuff. But I wanted to take a step back and for a moment really reflect on how this year has gone. As you can expect, this year was a year of growth. My very first year as an entrepreneur, it was a year of learning, lots of lessons, growing pains, and I'm not done less, um, learning. I think that I'm expecting I'll always be learning things and I'll always be growing. So it's not like I think like, whoo, the first year is done and now I'm good with money. In, in actuality, I think that I do feel like I can breathe a little bit more because even if I tried to not worry, I think that sometimes it still always felt like I was holding my breath and waiting for the other shoe to drop. Always kind of feel like, you know, this is going to be good. This is my first year of entrepreneurship. Things are supposed to be falling apart and just always kind of holding my breath. And I was telling a lot of people the past few weeks, like, I finally feel like I can breathe. I finally feel like, okay, I know I made it through the year, you know, I, I know that I 
I'm not only surviving, but I've thrived this year. And so it's really cool to finally be able to feel like I can breathe a sigh of relief and look back and actually take some time out to congratulate myself, to think about what I've learned and to just really, like I said, reflect. So I want to take a second and talk through some of the things that didn't go that well, things that I learned about myself, because I think it's very important to think about that. Now, the first thing that I think is like one of the biggest mistakes that I made this year was not having a strong life routine, okay? It's one thing to have a side hustle routine, which I had, and, you know, which is what made me feel um, confident to quit my job because I had my side hustle routine down pat. However, I didn't have a solid life routine, meaning... If I wasn't heading into an office by 9 a.m., there was not a set time that I woke up every day. There was not a set time that I went to bed every day. And what I learned this year is that that was a mistake. The routine that I had when I was working in corporate America was part of my success. That routine kept me accountable. That routine helped me to structure my life. So I was now in the position where I had to define and develop a new routine in this new life that I was living. And it took me a lot of, you know, trial and error to start to figure it out. One thing that I've learned is sleep is critical and being able to get to sleep at a reasonable hour therefore allows me to get up at a reasonable hour. And a reasonable hour for me is, is you know, not going to be that 6 a.m., 5 a.m. that I see a lot of entrepreneurs talk about. Maybe it will be one day. I'm not knocking that. Um, what I mean to be is what I mean to say here is that that's not where I am yet. But if I am up by 7:38, I'm feeling really good. <laughs> Life routine is coming together. Another thing is integrating my life with my systems. So what I mean by systems is I have things like I batch process my work. I record on certain days. I take calls on certain days. I do things in a particular manner. And it really, I really had to learn to integrate those systems with a life routine. Because if I woke up late, then my whole day was, you know, just thrown off. If I didn't get the life things that I wanted to get done over the weekend, like the laundry and the groceries, then I found myself trying to like do that at the same time that I was doing work. And that, was, that wasn't really helpful to be trying to do laundry in between business calls. Like that's just not, I know I work from home sometimes, but that is just not going to work out for me. <laughs> Another thing is getting into the routine of going to the office. So going to an office is now a production because it's no longer a thing I have to do. There's no longer a boss waiting for me whose who's office I have to sneak by if I come in late. Um, so I had a tough time getting into the routine of going to my co-working space because if anything came up, you know, if there was a, a call I decided to take that day, I was more comfortable taking the call at home than at the office space. So that's something that um, I think is kind of a fail for me for this year. And it's something I'm working on um, going into next year. I can't say I'm perfect at the routine. 
again, the business systems and the work routine is um, in a good place, but the life routine is not. And that affects the business routine. So it might sound a little bit crazy, like how can your business routine be set if your life routine isn't? Well, because the way I structure my business in my goal getter action plan, like I focus on getting the task done and it doesn't matter at what time of the day I get that done as long as I get it done. You know, I focus on what I need to do per day, per week and per month. And so it's more about getting it done rather than when, but I'm trying to um, integrate those. So it is, it, it does become more about the when so that I'm working in my peak hours. I'm working in the environment that supports me doing my best work and I'm working during the time of day that supports me doing my best work. And I'm still figuring that out because I quit my job and all of a sudden I didn't have to do my work between the hours of nine to five every single day anymore. And I'm still learning, okay, what what feels right for Nikayla? So I would say that was mistake number one. Mistake number two, keeping my podcast accelerator uh, a little bit under wraps for too long. I launched my podcast accelerator, Podcast Moguls, in January of this year, 2018. And uh, it was a soft launch at first. It was invite only, the first few cohorts. I really, I screened people to make sure that these were really serious people, got on the phone with every single one and made sure it was a good fit before accepting anyone or even offering anyone entrance into the program. And that's because I wanted to really just focus in on developing content and getting people results with the content. And that's it. That's the, that, that was my, my goal. And so I think it was a mistake to keep it in the lab for too long and not promote it enough. And I, I, don't, I don't think I really started picking up promotion of it until the fall. So until October, which is Q4 of this year. And I think I was a little bit nervous to really put myself out there um, because I was so comfortable working with my students, we, you know, getting them results in the group that we founded, our private community, our live coaching calls. And I was content with that. And when it was time to really share it with my audience, I realized that, share it more broadly, I realized that not everyone knew about it. Not everyone knew what was going on. And it, it was something that I launched in January. So there's no reason why in October, people don't know that Nikayla of Side Hustle Pro has a podcast accelerator. So I would say that was a mistake and something that is, I'm completely, um, you know, revamping. And that's why I've been um, so open with my journey in the last few months to let people know like here's what's going on here's what's under uh under the covers that you know my big project that i've been working on and here's how to become involved so if you're interested in learning about the podcast accelerator please head over to sidehustlepro.co slash live class and that will keep you in the know for the next time the doors are open it's they're currently closed but that will keep you in the know so that you can be notified as soon as the doors are open again um, I never want my audience to feel like I'm hiding stuff or, you know, that they can't be a part of something that I have going on. So, again, I would say keeping my podcast accelerator under wraps for too long was a mistake this year. And um, it was exclusive for real, for real. But now I want it to be more accessible. So 
I am really making sure that I'm intentional about promoting it and all of that. Third mistake I made this year, doing too much on my own. I'm someone who is set in my ways and I like things done a certain way. And that makes it hard to let go. And although I talked about this in a few Entrepreneur Diaries episode, it's still something I'm working with and working through, um, just being used to doing everything on my own because it does hinder progress. I think that I could be thinking more creative creatively if I spent less time in the weeds of the administrative stuff in my inbox. However, it can be hard to let that go. And on the same token with that, my fourth mistake was um, with hiring. So hiring is very, very hard. Hiring is one of the um, most challenging things I've attempted to do this year. And some of the mistakes I made with hiring, it was picking the best candidate from the pool rather than the best candidate. And that is my fault too, in terms of I needed to make sure that I spread my job announcements and openings on legitimate platforms and not just put it out to my group. Like I needed to cast a wider net. And my my first um, goal was always, I would love to work with Black women. And um, of course, I'm going to put it out to my audience who is primarily made up of Black women first to let someone, to, to see if someone in my audience wants to, you know, be I'm part of the Side Hustle Pro team. But what ends up happening from that is it's a very narrow pool. And it's no different than these companies out here who are only hiring from their networks. And that's why, you you know, you kind of see the same people over and over in these companies. So I am going to do a better job of just going through an official process with hiring. And that was a mistake I made this year because I really want to make sure that I'm looking at people's skills um, and, and being very, very critical of it. Like it's not enough to where I am right now because it's it's just me. Um, I, I'm willing to train people, but I don't want to be teaching people for too long. I want you to come in here with set skills. And I know it's possible because I've worked with these people in corporate America. I've worked with these people at every job I've, I've gone to when I've worked in um, you know marketing, social media, and everybody came to the table with smarts, with background, with experience. So I know that's out there and I, I'm not sure why um, when it came to hiring that I thought it would be good to kind of just choose from what I was given. So I think that some people may not have seen my different applications for the different roles on my team. So I will do a better job. Thank you, Tori. You say it's possible. I know it's possible. And I will say that I was a little shook after my first experience and I did not try to hire anyone after that. So after spring, summer, I have not tried to hire anyone. And that's obviously a mistake going back to number three, because I keep doing too much on my own. And I can't keep doing that. I can't keep doing too much on my own. I've got to hand some of the work over to other people so that Side Hustle Pro can go. And so that Side Hustle Pro can go on a vacation and be, be worry-free. Like, those are goals. So something I am working on. And as part of hiring, too, I need to do a better job of taking inventory of everything that I do. Um, so tracking my time to have a fuller sense of how long it takes me to do things while also keeping in mind how long it will take someone who's not me, who doesn't do this routinely to do that thing. And then also 
and and you know my side hustle pro guest jerisha hawk talked about that on her episode so that's very helpful jerisha and i also know that i want to you know learn to let go so angie wandu talks about on her episode of side hustle pro that Hiring can be a little scary also because you know that if a person was really had has really ill intentions and is evil, they could take your business down. You are giving them the keys to things like your social media platforms, uh, maybe your inbox, just things where they could really do some damage if they wanted to. But you kind of have to just let go and let God and trust your instincts in hiring, trust that you've done the most thorough screening possible and that you have system in place to recover things if they're taken down to prove ownership, if, you know, someone tries to take over and things of that nature. But that's definitely a fear that can hold people back as well. All right. Now, another mistake. So. If you're joining now, I'm just talking about um, different mistakes that I've made in my business this first year of entrepreneurship. Number five would be inconsistent social media promotion. I fell off, you guys. I fell off with social media promotion. And I know some of you guys might be thinking, oh my gosh, how could you have fallen off? Like, aren't you Miss Social Media, Miss Master of the Gram, preaching how we got to do all this stuff? And yes, I am. And, you know, I pay my I will say that I, the first two years of Sahas a Pro, I invested a lot into social media promotion. Um, but I also was trying to hire someone so that I could spend more time on other aspects of my business. Now that I'm also not just the social media manager, but the CEO, the CPA, the all these different things, um, I'm, I'm trying to you know slowly build out a team. However, I had to fall back on social media so I could focus on these other areas. And I feel terrible about this. I feel terrible because I never want any of my guests to feel like, well, I saw you promote this episode and you didn't promote ours. What, you didn't like our episode as much? No, please no. If you're listening to this, I plan to promote every single episode. Over the holiday break, I'm going to sit down and go back and schedule out promotion for every single episode. It's just, it became overwhelming as a team of one right now. And I needed to um, give myself grace and say, you know what? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm going to jump back in this. Um, you know, one thing that my husband Moyo always says to me when I start getting down on myself, not giving myself grace is that he's like, I know you are going to show up. I know you're going to show up. You know, you might feel like, oh, I'm slacking right now. But he's like, when the time comes for you to show and prove, you are going to show up. That's how it is every week that I coach live, every time I do a masterclass, every time I have a podcast interview. I might be feeling like crap before I get on that interview. Um, my voice might be hoarse. I might be sick. I might have a stomach bug. But once that, you know, mic goes on, like, I am going to show up. And that's the same way I feel about social media promotion. Um, I haven't had the bandwidth to give it my all right now. I am going to show up. Y'all know I will show up when it's necessary. <laughs> um, Moyo says in the comments, tell my wife she's amazing and to stop with the worrying. Yes, I saw a lovely devotional today as well about why I should choose to do other things rather than worry. So instead of thinking a worrisome thought why don't i you know think about what could go right or instead of thinking oh my gosh all my guests are like why am i not promoting maybe they're just happy like wow people are reaching out to me because they've listened to this episode so i'm learning to flip that and it's very important for us to do that so shout out to carrie ann who always posts her devotionals on facebook for that reminder 
the next mistake that I made in my business was hanging on to an ineffective email list platform for far too long. So should I even name the name? I feel bad. Um, no disrespect to this email, this, this CRM system. However, mid this year, I learned that the email system I was using was not quite giving me the services that I needed. And so I had to uh, start exploring other things. So I was using MailChimp, just to be blunt, you know, let's stop being around the bush. Okay, I was using MailChimp and I've, I've used it since I got back into blogging in 2015. However, I was paying for every single, what do they call it? I think now that I'm, so now I'm on ConvertKit and I'm loving it. And I was paying for every single list. So MailChimp allowed me to create multiple lists. So let's say I had people on my side hustle corner newsletter. If someone bought the goal getter action plan, they were on that. And even if it was the same person, I was paying for that person twice because they were counting the people on the list and they were not counting emails. So on ConvertKit, I pay for each subscriber rather than just paying for the amount of people who are on my list total. And let me know if that makes sense, but it's just so much more effective. And it also helps me to see the life cycle of my subscribers a little bit more. So rather than having one person with the same email on you know, the goal getter action list and on Style Hustle Corner, I can just go to their email address and see that they have opted into all of these different things in one place. I can click on them and see all of this in one place. And perhaps MailChimp, you know, they've they've added new features. They now allow you to do these different things. However, I found it to be not as great. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, I think I have an affiliate code. I'm going to get it for you guys, but right now I don't know where it is. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I do know that if you are on my email list now, you will see that it's no longer MailChimp, it's ConvertKit, um, and it's been very helpful. I also felt like with MailChimp, I was getting locked up in people's promotions um, tab or even spam. People were not getting my emails and it was so annoying because it's like, uh, you know, I want you to get my emails. So um, now with ConvertKit, I feel like there's a better delivery rate to people's main inbox. And that's one of the things that I finally bit the bullet and did this year. There was a time when I paid double because I was so like scared to let go of MailChimp, but I finally, finally did. And so, um, and I'm not looking back. Like, I'm very happy. Moya also switched as well. And so we're, we've just been out here. He was on AWeber. And so we have just been out here like, oh, my gosh, we cannot believe we were not <laughs> we were not hip to the game for so long. And we were, you know, paying for ineffective um, email systems, email list platforms, a.k.a. CRM. So that is what's going on. Yeah, Moyo says ConvertKit is way better. I agree. I agree. And I really wish that I even could get you guys a little uh, promo code right now. I do have one. I'm so sorry. I don't have it off the top of my head, but I will. Um, after this episode, I will post that. When this episode goes live, I will post it in the show notes. Black Girls Wine says, I'm scared to let go of MailChimp and they do still charge like that. Yes, it was scary. But you know what you can do with MailChimp? You are able to pause it and 
that allows you to try out other things. And all you do is you just, um, they make it really easy to, to just upload your list over to ConvertKit. So that's one way to check it out as well, test it out. And, but I'm telling you, once you see the difference, it's just like, I can go through, I can create a sequence when people come in and it's automated and it just saves me a lot of time. So enough of that plug, but that, that's one thing that's changed my business and my life. So I just had to share that with you guys. Holding on to things that are no longer serving your business for too long can be detrimental. That's a mistake I made, and I hope you avoid that same mistake. All righty. And then the final mistake I want to discuss is recording my podcast monthly and weekly rather than quarterly. So moving into 2019, I plan to record Side Hustle Pro in, um, I, I always batch record, you know, I record multiple interviews every single week, but I would like to spend more time, um, I would like to have months where I record in bulk and then um, use other months to focus on other areas of my business because you might not know this, but when I record, it, it takes a lot out of me. And I've, and that's why I batch record on Mondays and Tuesdays, because I know that on the days that I record, um, my brain is is fried and I really can't do much else. Those Like I really can't concentrate, think strategically or creatively on those days. And and so if I'm doing that every single week, that's, that's taking out um, a chunk of time out of every week. So I'd like to just batch record once a quarter and then be able to use those other months to do things like do even more great things with my podcast accelerator, um, do more speaking. That's one of the reasons why I kind of fell back on speaking because it was just frying me trying to do it all, trying to speak, then come back and do a podcast interview, flying out, then knowing on Monday I had an interview and I needed to prep the questions. It was a little bit too much. So being able to structure my time in a way where I do more things um, when I have those recording months off so that I can, you know, have my full brain capacity. And speaking of doing more things, one of the things I would love to do is a live podcast show. And so that's something that's um, still in the works that I'm thinking through what that would look like how many, where, all of that stuff. And by the way, if you have a connect on a theater anywhere, let me know. I'm looking at NYC and DC for now, but if you have a hookup on a theater with auditor you know, auditorium style is what I'm thinking of for now, rather than just like any event space, um, let me know. Hi at sidehustlepro.co. So that's one of the things I'm considering what that would look like as someone who events and speaking take a lot out of me, I would really have to clear my calendar and know that, okay, in X month, like the, the thing that I have going on is my live show. And that is what I'm focused on. There are not going to be no interviews this month. It's just going to be the live show. And that would really make sure that I don't drive myself crazy. I don't burn myself out. So this is why um, recording quarterly is essential. And the mistake I made this year was I felt like I was always recording. And I, I kind of experienced a little burnout where it felt too routine. And, you know, I, I just always want to feel like I'm thinking fresh and thinking of fresh and creative ideas. And so now that I, um, I'm, this is my last episode for the year. So I'm going to take some time out to think of new things. Maybe I want to switch up the lightning round questions. Maybe I want to add some new segments. Maybe I want to think of, you know, more fun ways to incorporate sponsors. All of that I'm able to do when I'm not preparing for an interview. So um, changing up my recording schedule will be critical, okay? 
Hey guys, it's Nikayla here with a quick word from our sponsors. Special thanks to HoneyBook for sponsoring today's episode. If you are a creative small business, you need to be up on HoneyBook. HoneyBook basically makes it easy to streamline your process with client and calendar management tools and custom branded proposals and contracts. You can get e-signatures, you can generate invoices and get paid faster all within one online system. So when I was getting married, a lot of my wedding vendors used HoneyBook and it made my life so much easier. I even noticed that the vendors that I ended up going with who I felt were the most professional, the most organized, they all used HoneyBook. And that is why I've partnered with HoneyBook.com to offer Side Hustle Pro listeners 50% off the first year of HoneyBook with promo code HUSTLEPRO. So get started at HoneyBook.com today and remember to use promo code HUSTLEPRO for 50% off your first year. Again, that's HoneyBook.com and use promo code HUSTLEPRO. Okay. I have a side hustle hack for all to hear, and it's called Skillshare. You want to know how I grow as a businesswoman? I keep learning. There's not a week that goes by that I'm not checking out a refresher class or a deep dive tutorial. And my go-to is Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 18,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, you name it. So whether you're trying to start a side hustle or scale your business, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. In the last month alone, I've learned how to set up my email capture landing page on Squarespace and how to boost my email marketing using MailChimp all through Skillshare. And now Skillshare has a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Hustle Pro. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Hustle Pro to start your two months now. And speaking of burnout, though, um, another mistake, I kind of talked about doing too much in my business, but I also tried to do too much in general with business overall. Like I started out the year trying to, I was accepting everything, Um, speak here, panel here, um, you know, attend this event, support this friend, do this blog interview, do this podcast interview. And that just made me feel like I was being stretched in all these different directions and that I wasn't approaching it strategically. I really have to step back and say, why am I doing this thing with everything I do? And with everything you do, we should all be thinking, why am I doing this? And it's not to say that someone's show or blog isn't important, but you have to put yourself first. Like I am, I am in the center of my business. So if I'm burnt out, nothing is happening. So I have now, I I think after first quarter, when I realized, whoa, I'm just like, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. I don't even know why I'm doing it. I think a part of me is just uh, scared to say no. I didn't want to offend anyone. Like, oh, she thinks she's big time and you know, she, she just started out she's saying no. And two, I also did not really have a strategy behind it. But when I thought through, okay, what am I developing this year? What do I want to share with the world? How do I want to introduce it to the world? Who is Nikayla of Side Hustle Pro? And, you know, what do I want people to know about this show and everything that helped me to kind of take a step back? And also, I also prioritized how I want to manage my time. So again, I talked about 
I was recording weekly. So when people would approach me for shows, um, save for one or two when they got me during a good week, I um, put pa- put a pause on every single request so that I could focus on my own recording and also focus on finishing out this year. I felt like I didn't really know what I wanted to say. Um, I wanted to experience this first year as an entrepreneur before I get on other podcasts and start talking about it um, because I didn't feel it was doing anyone's service if I, I didn't truly know how to serve others or um, what to tell people about quitting if they want to go from side hustle to full time. I still am not completely like, all the way. Okay, here's here's what I need to know. So I'll let you know the the podcast hosts ask their questions and guide the conversation. I'll just share truthfully what's on my heart. But I did have to take a, a pause back because not every season of my life is about talking. Sometimes my season is just working. And this first year of entrepreneurship, I felt it was important for me to do the work and not just talk about stuff that hasn't happened yet or talk about a process that is in progress. I am in progress as an entrepreneur. Um, At the time, I was in progress of building a six-figure business. Um, Now that I'm done with my first year and I can uh, say that I built a six-figure business my first year after quitting my job, went from side hustle to six-figure, now I'm more comfortable speaking on podcasts and shows and blogs. So you'll see more of that in 2019. As bandwidth allows, um, you know, once I stick to my quarterly recording, but that will give you a little bit of insight into how I learned to step back from doing too much. And I definitely step back a little bit or all the way from going to like conferences and panel and and things like that, because um, this was my season to implement. So I did a lot of the conferences and, you know, 2015, 2016, 2017. um, And that was my season of learning and soaking up information. And 2018 was my season of executing and doing. The only program I took was at the end and beginning of 2018. I invested in Daniel Leslie's course from scratch. And then all of 2018, I was implementing what I learned. So no more was I doing that thing of buying everyone's program, course, going to every conference, thinking that somehow I would just, you know, soak it all up and and, and by osmosis just become them. I was like, oh, I actually need to sit down now and do it. So that's what I was focusing on this year. So I'm happy to speak more about that in 2019. Oh, And um, one other thing that really helps with me taking a step back was the book Essentialism. So the book Essentialism, it was another um, book that actually Moyo recommended. And that book is all about how you need to just snatch your own edges up and focus on what's essential in life. We are so used to we're so used to wanting to say yes. That's our natural instinct. Who doesn't want to be the happy person who can say yes, right? That's okay to feel like that. It's normal. Essentialism really helps you to think through, why am I saying yes? Is it just because I'm afraid that someone will not like me? That's not enough. That's not a good enough reason to say yes. So essentialism will get your whole life together. If you have not read it yet, please call essentialism. So I think it's the only book out there with that title. Um, And, you know, someone feel free to drop the link and I will share the link in the show notes. All right. So now you might be wondering, okay, Nikayla, it's a lot about mistakes. You talked a lot about things that didn't go right, things that you did wrong. What went well? 
and I want to share what went well so you guys know there were wins and I am taking a moment in this reflection. I am taking a moment to celebrate myself too, because as Moyo says, sometimes I focus too much on what went wrong and not enough on what went right. So let's take a minute to also talk about what did go well. So um, number one, getting the opportunity to connect with people and leave an impact. So it was awesome to be invited to speak at the conferences that I did, you know, feel passionate about saying yes to. So things like um, giving the keynote address at the University of Michigan Ross Talks event, um, also speaking at the Work It Podcast Festival, which was all about, you know, women indie podcasters, something that I'm passionate about as well, us getting our messages out into the world. So that went really well. And that is, is it's just an awesome feeling to know that um, people find what I have to say valuable and that it's helpful that, it, you know, there's someone out there that needed to hear what I have to say and needed to see that, hey, I did it and you can do it too. So that definitely went well. And I'm so, so happy that um, I was able to do that. And I want to continue doing that um, in, a, in a paced out way. <laughs> Um, second thing that went really well, um, bookkeeping and managing my money. Um, I was very diligent about keeping track of what I spent, keeping track of what I earned, um, keeping track of what needed to be saved for taxes. So I'm very proud of myself there. Um, you know, I don't think there's really a dollar that was spent in my business or even in, in my accounts this year that's not accounted for. Um, I do plan to one day, you know, have a bookkeeper, but I think it's important to know how to do your things yourself before you hire someone else. And also think it's important to, even when you're making money, to not start um, spending money on all these things that uh, technically you could afford, but in a time when money might get tight, then those things are going to cause you stress. Like figuring out how I'm going to pay this staff person that it's nice to have, but I didn't really need to have is going to be stressful. And that's not something I want to take on. Um, it's nice to, you know, make uh, several thousand a month, but I don't want to be in a situation where I need to make 15,000 a month to be able to pay everyone plus myself, plus save what I want to save, plus pay my loans and my rent and all this other stuff. Like I want to, I want to make that because I make that and not because I need to pay uh, 20 million people. So that's where I am right now. And I think it's, um, I'm, I'm really happy. And I think it was a win to um, be very diligent. And I actually started bookkeeping. So I, I did that also in the year 2017 um, before I left. So I had opened my account in the top, at the top of 2017, did all my bookkeeping that year, filed taxes, um, you know, and felt really confident about it. And it, it was just very helpful to prepare myself for being a full-time entrepreneur. So I'm happy about that. I also was able to negotiate new contracts, speak with new sponsors. Um, more sponsors came to me this year rather than me reaching out. So that was also something that went really well. Opportunities came to me that, you know, um, I, I think I might have asked, how did you find me about um, a million times this year? Because it was always like, how did you find me? <laughs> so um, that's that's a it's, it's a great feeling to know that your work is is being recognized and people are seeing you. They're seeing me, and um, it's not just about that though, because with um, visibility also comes impact. And I think that it's important for us to see our stories. It's important for us to um, yeah see what's going on. And um, not naming any names, but I did notice that another 
mainstream popular podcast had one of my guests that really should have been one of their first guests, but had one of my guests on recently. And it really made me think like, who knows, you know, if they, how they came to find this person. But I, I do, based on my networks, um, have, a, have a strong suspicion that it was a, a result of um, my podcast. And it felt great that I helped with discovery and that I'm helping with discovery of Black women entrepreneurs in mainstream podcasts. Okay, Moyo is going to name names. <laughs> I won't name names because I don't think it's important. What's important is I realized that these mainstream podcasts and I don't even want to call them mainstream. I'm going to call them non-inclusive <laughs> for now. These non-inclusive podcasts, who podcasts that are less inclusive, are starting to see that, okay, there's no reason for me to have a podcast about entrepreneurship and have one Black woman a year. Like, that's silly. There's so many. There's There are billionaire Black women out, out here. Why have I never heard of them? And so... Side Hustle Pro is enabling some of that discovery. And I, I, I'm going to go ahead and give myself credit for that. I'm not, I, I do not think that I'm in the wrong there. I absolutely think that I've enabled that. So kudos to Side Hustle Pro putting us on the map where we deserve and should be. All right. What else has worked this year? What went well was diving deep into one thing and focusing on growing that so I could refine it and get it better. So that's what happened with the podcast accelerator. I, I said that it may have taken a little while for me to start promoting it as much as I should, but that's because I was spending time refining it, um, listening to feedback, getting those testimonials, seeing people's growth and, you know, understanding what their trigger points were, what helped them to take action, what made them feel the most supported. And as a result of that, um, I think that's why the program is so effective and why I have, have, you know, such awesome feedbacks thus far, because I just truly focused on it. And also, you know, I think about it all the time. I thought about it all the time, even coming up this week. As a matter of fact, I am going to a workshop. So now that I'm done recording, I am taking the time out to invest in my own learning. And I think it's such a nice way to wrap up the year and to take some time to reflect and also um, just, you know, work on being a better businesswoman, entrepreneur and coach. So I'm going to a workshop, which is all about um, generative uh, learnings, thus that I can work to get the best out of people. And that is something that, you know, no one really trains you for. And so that's why I'm taking a step back to learn how to do that, because it's one thing to give people information. It's another thing to help them to feel supported, to take action. And so I'm very excited to learn more about that. And um, I think that's something that's also going to go well next year. Um, what else has gone well? Charging a premium price for my services. Uh, I just saw a quote today. I think it was in like, actually, maybe my leaks Insta stories where she just shared, you know, um, basically, I think something about people uh, wanting things for free, but it actually it costs money to invest time into preparing these resources, preparing these lessons, giving of my time. And before I invested in Danielle Leslie's course from scratch, which was not a, it was a pretty penny. And a lot of people hit me up about this course. So, you know, consider this my testimonial of how it's gone for me. So before investing in course from scratch, I 
had launched other programs, but they were more, um, you know, um, lower end products, products that I felt were super accessible for anyone, which is important. I want everyone to be able to get information. However, when it comes to my podcast accelerator, I'm doing such detailed teaching. I am giving people my actual sponsor templates, like literally the email and the deck that I use to secure 50,000 in sponsorship. And these are not things I take lightly or that I understate the value of. I know the value of this. I know that investing in this course can therefore be flipped into thousands of dollars in income. So I had to charge a premium price and learning about the why, the how to position myself um, was really helpful. And charging that premium price was um, I put that under what went well this year because it confirmed to me that, you know, this is what I need to be doing. It allowed me to get comfortable with charging what I'm worth. And it also allowed me to serve people in the best way possible because I'm able to show up and give my all because I don't feel that I am undercharging and that I'm giving people too much for what they paid. You know, everyone feels valued. Everyone's time is valued and it's such a good feeling. So I encourage everyone to learn more about that and learn more about what you really need to be charging. And we talked about that. When you listen to this episode, you would have just heard the episode about how to charge what you're worth. So that's really the theme I want you to end off 2018 with is how do I start doing that? How do I gain that um, knowledge and also um, keep that confidence that that is what I need to be doing? Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. What else went well? Um, seeking help when I felt my mental needed support and working through anxiety. So I didn't realize all the different ebbs and flows and emotions that come with being an entrepreneur, the highs and the lows. And this year I really had to uh, work on working through that. I was like, what is this? What are these feelings? What's going on? And I was very transparent with that in my last Entrepreneur Diaries. And I want you guys to know that, you know, if you are thinking of leaving and, and becoming an entrepreneur, it's something that you will have to work through the anxiety and fear of, am I making the right decision? Is this going to work? Um, am I going to keep earning money? Um, how long can this last? Is this sustainable? Those thoughts and questions never go away. And so what we have to do is learn to support our mental health and um, do things that ease that anxiety and also know that we're not crazy. We're not alone. These things are perfectly normal. And so what went well was me recognizing that, seeking help for that, and being transparent about that so that other people who eventually walk this path know that this is normal and that they will be okay. And also seek out um, a support system, talk to other entrepreneurs, and you know really get that support that they need. 
Speaking of that, what went well this year was also joining a mastermind with other podcasters. Um, this was totally informal. Sometimes it's weird for me to, to call it a mastermind because it feels so, um, it, it just feels like a friendship, a friendship with um, people with a common interest of podcasting, common goals about financial independence and, and you know, carving out our own paths based on our interests. And I think it's really important sometimes we, although our podcasts have different topics, I would still be comfortable being in, um, so, some of them kind of overlap a bit. And I think it's important to know that you, your podcast is always going to be distinguished. Your, your secret sauce is always going to be distinguished. So don't feel nervous to collaborate with other people and talk about podcasting and say, hey, what are you doing? Hey, would you do this? Hey, have you guys heard this? Um, you know, what should I do about this? And, you know, be um, a little bit vulnerable because you get back so much more than what you ever imagine. And again, of course, make sure you trust people. Of course, make sure that you have that that understanding that, hey, what we talk about is is between us and all of that, of course, make sure that exists. But being able to bounce ideas off people is priceless, which is another reason why within my podcast accelerator, Podcast Moguls, I make sure that the moguls connect, that they're able to bounce ideas off each other and have that support system. And that's another reason why when we meet live, we um, talk via video chat so that everyone sees each other and it people get more comfortable with each other rather than being on like a conference call where everyone's scared to speak. No, everyone speaks, everyone sees each other and has that accountability and gets inspired by each other. Um, just tonight we had another live coaching call and, you know, one of the moguls said, I, you know, I was feeling a little sad because I, I wasn't getting as far as I wanted to yet. I haven't launched and all this stuff, but speaking to you guys and hearing where you are is so inspiring. Like it just gives me so much more motivation and that's what it's all about. So forming that like-minded space is so helpful. And that's definitely something that went well this year. Another thing, um, staying focused. Once I realized I was falling into the FOMO trap, AKA fear of missing out, I got really focused. I tuned into joy of missing out and I tuned into getting rid of anything that was non-essential in my life. So much so that I kind of took a break from social media, as I said, because I started realizing that the priority things in my business were what I needed to focus on and I had to take more time for that and do the less essential things like just just scrolling and just posting and all that good stuff, um, which I'll get back to. But, you know, when it's when it's the right time. So stay focused, man. That really went well. Um, lay low and build. And at the end of the year, I was able to kind of pop up and be like, oh, hey, guys, this is what I've been working on, like um, the TED series, which is going to go live in January, um, there's some other things that I'm cooking and it all happens. I do my best work when I just stay low and build y'all. So that goes really well for me. So even if, you know, when I have my live shows and, and when I, you know, do more things in 2019, I'm always going to take some time to lay low. You will always see me go real dark and low sometimes because that that's when like, I really be cooking it up, <laughs> lay low and build. Um, the final two things I want to talk about, things that went really well 
getting recognized for my work. I touched on that a little bit with Ted. So having people hit me up because they'd heard about Side Hustle Pro, people I would never expect, like someone like journalists, you know, someone from CNBC, they'll uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. The Ted folks reach out to me on LinkedIn. All of that was such a surprise and an honor. And again, I would always say, uh, how did you hear about me? <laughs> Where did you find me? But it was just from doing the work. Um, I, I share and I'm consistent with Side Hustle Pro, tagging Side Hustle Pro, um, tagging Side Hustle so that I'm starting to show up in these Google results. I'm starting to show up when other people search for these entrepreneurs and it's paying off. So whatever your theme is, wherever you want to show up in the world and be seen as an expert, a subject matter expert, and be seen as someone to be spoken to about this, be consistent in speaking about that topic and showing up in the world with that topic attached to your name and the results will follow. Trust me, trust me on that one. And the final thing that's gone really well is using the goal getter action system. So I'm always going to be, always going to be emphasizing this. Why? Because it works y'all, because it works. I am not, so I'm a person who, I focus on getting the tasks done. So my goal getter action system is all about the 12-week sprints where I focus on what I'm getting done each month. So let's say, you know, for October, I wanted to um, open up a bank account. I wanted to get XYZ trademarked. I wanted to, um, you know, reach out to all the guests for February. I wanted to um, do one other thing. So I, I, I do five to six goals per month. And then I break that down by week. So maybe the week of October 1st, I, I, I focus on doing all my outreach and, and securing those guests. The next week I focus on the thing related to the legal. The next week I focus on the thing related to banking. And what that means is I only need an hour or two a day to get those things done. So there are times when I felt like, man, I've been really lazy this week. But then when I look at what I accomplished at the end of three months, everything on my list got checked off because I focused on quality rather than quantity. I focused on getting those goals done rather than making sure that nine to five every day I'm doing miscellaneous work just so I feel like I'm productive. Um, if we think about it, when we're at the day job from nine to five, we're not actually doing that much work. We're in a lot of meetings. <laughs> we're going to lunch. We're taking a little hallway break with our girlfriend to Kiki. And we're only actually doing work for a couple of hours. So that is why I just focus on the Go-Getter Action System. It works. It works. It works. It works. So I will link to this in the show notes. And for January, by the way, I'm relaunching this with a few more videos to break it down because that's one of the things I've learned about folks and, you know, getting people to take action. Shorter videos that break things down are easier to digest than a longer, one long video. So I'm going to break it down a little bit more, provide you with more context of what I have going on and it's going to be available and by the way in january so the first episode of january i'm going to be breaking down the simple simple steps that i have used to grow my six-figure business now y'all know that i'm from the bronx and i'm from jamaica i've spoken about this before i have no intention of being that girl that posts income reports that brags on the money she's making and all this stuff that will never be me that will never be your girl i just i that from where i'm from that's how you get robbed however i do want you to to understand what 
I've been able to do with podcasting. And so that's why the first episode of 2019 will be the simple system that turned my podcast into a six-figure business. And when I say I've been laying low and building, I've been laying low, putting in the money and getting the results. And that is what I want for all of you guys. So stay tuned for that. I'm wrapping up this last episode of the year, just letting you know what went wrong what went right, what were the mistakes, what were the wins, and then let's kick off 2019 talking about how to turn, how I turn my podcast into a six-figure business. Um, I had no intention of coming out this year and struggling. I really did it. That's why I took a whole year before I quit my job to think through what my revenue streams would be, then to test out the revenue streams. So if anyone's wondering how I feel about, you know, how how can you, when do you know when to quit your job? What's the road to doing that? Testing, testing, testing. Um, understanding if this is a viable thing. Can I do this more than once? Will I continue to be able to earn money this way? Or is this just a fluke? Is this one, one time thing? Is this seasonal? All of that. So I spent time testing because I had no plans on being broke. Just like when I started Side Hustle Pro, it was all about the fact that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I had no plans to ever give up my Manny Petties. I had no plans for that. <laughs> you know, me and Moyo talk about um, cost of living all the time. And, you know, I have just to be straight with him. Like, I'm going to order from Amazon and I'm going to get my manicure and pedicures. So if, if our life is not going to include that, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, I knew that I knew the type of business I wanted to build. And I knew that there were steps that I can take and start implementing to make that happen. And so that's the next episode. I don't normally preview what's coming next, but I'm so excited about this that I had to, I had to just give you guys a little teaser of what's going to be happening in January, because if we can get off in January, that means all of you guys have the roadmap and the blueprint to make the same thing happen for you in 2019 to start working towards that in 2019. So that's what's coming. The simple system that turned my podcast into a six figure business. And with that, we are going to wrap up the first ever side hustle pro live podcast. Before I go, do y'all have any questions? Um, I haven't been dipping in the comments because I've just been focused on getting the info out Moyo says, these are real life conversations. These are real life conversations, y'all. I'm not making this up. He, you know, he's a simple man, like most guys, right? They don't need pet, they just need a haircut. But um, he married a prissy girl. And <laughs> these are the things we have to include in the family budget. Okay, how do you guys like the live podcast? Should I do more of these? Let me know. Thank you for joining and sticking around for the whole thing. And if there are no other questions, I appreciate you guys too. I want to wish you a happy, happy new year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of your support of Side Hustle Pro in 2018. And, you know, I'll see you in 2019. Oh, let me answer a few questions before we wrap. Um, when you are laying low and building, are you ever nervous it will hurt your following? Um, sometimes, sometimes, you know, I was a little bit like, oh, not that it would hurt my following, but that it would, I would have to 
dig myself up in the algorithm again because the algorithm is so finicky. But what usually happens is um, because my followers have engaged so much with my content, then when I finally post something, um, it pops up, you know, as you, you've seen, like you, the, the people who you engage with the most pop up first. So luckily that's been happening. So I've been able to lay low and build. I don't know why, but IG is telling me I only have one minute and 40 seconds left. I don't know what that's about, y'all, but I guess that's my timeline for answering questions. <laughs> Temi, um, PhD, Temi, please send me an email at hi at sidehustlepro.co to be on the podcast. Like I mentioned before, I kind of put a pause on all podcast interviews, not because I didn't want to do it, but because I felt it was more important for me to do the work than to be, you know, just uh, speaking. But in 2019, I'm more prepared to do this. And I want to do this early uh, first quarter. So definitely send me an email, please. And it's so good to talk to you. Um, I, I, I think you're Dr. Tammy, right? I think I met your mom. Um, I think Moyo was saying that in the comments. So yes, we can make it happen. <laughs> uh, Reese Queen, how can I find out more about coaching? Reese, please head to hi, uh, excuse me, one, you can email me, hi at sidehustlepro.co and also head over to sidehustlepro.co slash live class, okay? That will give you all the info and so that you stay in the loop and in the know. That's sidehustlepro.co slash live class because someone, um, Bless me with that in the comments. All right. Happy New Year, y'all. Can the system, yes, the system I will teach in January, that is for everyone. That's outside of podcasts. That's just how to um, structure your day, your time, and your life. One-on-one -on -one coaching. Hit me up at hi at sidehustlepro.co. I'd love to learn more about your needs. And uh, Laren, podcast moguls are in the biz, uh, building. Laren, alrighty. Ooh, I just got cut off on Instagram. So to keep it fair, I'm going to go ahead and sign off of Facebook for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And there you have it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at Side Hustle Pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the Side Hustle Pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAS10. That's S-O-L D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off.